Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 807, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. Let's read our passage. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he departed from Galilee and went to the region of Judea across the Jordan. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. He's laying out this teaching, preaching, and healing ministry of Jesus. And we've been in this section called the Discourse on Relationships. It's essentially all of chapter 18. And Matthew has these five discourses, extended teaching segments. The first one was the Discourse on Discipleship, or the Sermon on the Mount. The second one was the Discourse on Mission, where he was preparing the disciples to go out in his name. Then he had the Parable Discourse, which was a series of parables. And now the Discourse on Relationships. I'll have one more discourse in chapters 24 and 25. The Discourse on Relationship is about relationships between disciples. So this is how we treat one another. And it began with some of the disciples asking, who will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus turned it around and said, well, that's the wrong question. And you're even in the wrong by asking it. The question is, who is the least? And that person will be the greatest. Then he talked about the seriousness of causing disciples to stumble or fall away. He gave the parable of the wandering sheep showing the importance to God of each individual member of his community. Then he dealt with how you deal with another disciple who sins against you. And it was directed to the individual. But then he quickly followed up with the authority of the church to deal with a sinful individual. And and through all that, the goal of it was forgiveness. And based on that, Peter then said, should I forgive seven times? Thinking he was being generous, but Jesus says, no, 70 times seven. Then he gave the parable of the unforgiving servant, been forgiven an astronomical amount of money, but then would not provide any forgiveness to a fellow servant. And through all of this, it was the subject of forgiveness, unlimited forgiveness, and showing that that's a significant characteristic of disciples. The not just ability to forgive, but the desire to forgive, the desire for reconciliation with fellow followers of Christ. And that should be a significant attribute of the kingdom of heaven. Anyone who's a member of the kingdom of heaven should be desirous of forgiveness and reconciliation. Here in chapter 19, verse 1, Jesus finishes the discourse. Verse 1, when Jesus had finished saying these things, he departed from Galilee and went to the region of Judea across the Jordan. Now, this is the formula. Each of these five discourses has the same formula at the end, when Jesus had finished saying these things. Now, they all begin with when Jesus had finished. In fact, the literal translation, and it happened when finished Jesus. So the Discourse on Discipleship, the Sermon on the Mount, ends with, and it happened when finished Jesus, the words. 
the discourse on mission is, and it happened when finished Jesus commanding the disciples, the parable discourse, and it happened when Jesus finished these parables, and hear it, and it happened when finished Jesus these words. So he has this same formula saying, okay, that's the end of the discourse, the discourse on relationships between believers. And now, when he had finished the discourse, he departed from Galilee and went to the region of Judea across the Jordan. Now, this gets confusing because using terms like across the Jordan, that's often what's used to describe the area called Perea, which is on the east side of the Jordan River, where Judea is on the west side of the Jordan River. Galilee's on the west side of the Sea of Galilee and the Jordan River. And so to go from Galilee down to Judea, generally there's two different routes. You can travel straight through Samaria, but often Jews didn't like to take that route. They would cross the Jordan over to the east side and then travel down through a little bit of the Decapolis and then into Perea, then down to near the area of Jericho, cross the Jordan River into Judea there. That would avoid going through Samaria because Jews didn't like to be in Samaria to deal with Samaritans. This implies, as he's throwing in the reference to the Jordan, that they are going to travel down the east side of the Jordan River. But he says region of Judea across the Jordan. Judea is not across the Jordan. Perea is. But the fact that he uses the word the region of Judea, it's Jewish territory. So it probably means they go... Up near the Sea of Galilee, they cross the Jordan River. They travel south through the area of the Decapolis into Perea, along the Jordan River in Perea. Get down, still in Perea, but across the river basically from Jericho. And that's where they are at this point. Now, how long are they in Perea? And when do they actually cross the River Jordan into Judea? Matthew doesn't give us those details. Now, in chapter 20, verse 29, he'll mention when they're leaving Jericho. So somewhere between here and there, they actually do cross the river into Judea. So the events of chapter 19 and chapter 20, they're in that area uh, along the Jordan River, Jericho, Perea, that region. And verse 2, large crowds followed him and he healed them there. So they're in a Jewish area, and we will have several encounters with doing events of healing, uh, encounters with the Pharisees, and encounters with his disciples. And through this, his disciples are getting a bigger, clearer picture of what it means to be the Messiah, that they really are headed to Jerusalem for this final event in the ministry of Jesus, where Jesus will be abused by the religious leaders and will die. Do they understand the resurrection yet? No, they don't. They won't really get that until it actually happens. This is where we make a step back and make a big comparison between the other Gospels and Matthew. And they're not identical because they're different storytellers telling different aspects of the story in different ways. And Matthew's not given an exact chronology of things. He's given more thematics. So he had all the 
stuff to this point, primarily in Galilee. Now he shifts to Judea. The other Gospels have Jesus actually making a couple of trips into Judea before this point in time. Now, why does Matthew not deal with it that way? Well, that's not Matthew's point. Matthew's point is the the building up in Galilee of showing that Jesus is the Messiah. People starting to get a grip on that. Then the big shift in chapter 16 where the disciples actually get it that he is the Messiah, and then the movement to Jerusalem. So that's the way Matthew thematically is presenting things. He's not given an exact chronology. He's not given an exact history. He's not given an exact biography. He's giving a gospel, a gospel explaining why somebody should place their faith in Jesus as the Messiah. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.